Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Got your Wednesday socks on? You know, today I am, yes, as a matter of fact, today we're sporting some classic. Uh, what do you got? Oh, you're going to show them to me. You're going to show them. Ooh, look. Is that Mario? It is. Mario. It's the classic Super Mario before he gets the mushroom. I mean, it's the little Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am not about to try to contort around so that you can see my socks, but I am wearing some some gracious gifts from some of our listeners. Yeah. Who uh, gave me some cat socks. And it says, what's up? (laughs) Shows a little cat just coming up over. It's great. It's a cat. My family has cats. And uh, so I was I, I got some gracious gift socks the other day, too. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting to break them out of the package. Oh, all right. All right. Well, see, I got mine on first. But see, I'll, I'll surprise you with them. Ooh. All right. <laughs> well, let's get jump in here. John 15, 12 through 17. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another." When I read this section, sometimes I have a little bit of, I don't know, t- turmoil or angst. How much of this is about those those disciples, those apostles there at the table with him, and how much of it is about all of his followers for all time? Well, I mean, I, I don't doubt for a moment the, the, the love of Jesus that, you know, this is taught throughout John especially, and, and that, you know, God loved the world. And so it's not like I question his love, but some of the things about, you know, you've been with me from the beginning and so forth. I think there's there's a special relationship, you know, for those guys around that table. I think there is a special relationship, and I think this is the struggle that we have with all of Scripture, not just these chapters in this upper room discourse, and that is recognizing we are always reading someone else's mail. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus is talking to the apostles, he is talking to them. Right. He's giving them commissions, and he's giving them charges, and he's saying things about them and what's going to be happening in their life and in their ministry, and we're reading that as a story. Mm -hmm. What God has given us in Scripture is not just a list of do this, don't do that. He's given us stories, accounts, yeah. letters. There are some legal codes in places, yeah. but here what we have is we are witnessing Jesus as he is interacting with his people, with his disciples. And we're, we have to, as we walk through these chapters, ask, okay, where do I parallel this? Mm-hmm. Which parts of this am, are, am I involved in? Which parts of this are the same for me as it was for them? I think we have to be really careful slicing and dicing. Well, that sentence is for them only and not for me. And this one is for them and for me. Right. But at the same time, we just recognize. There has to be some discernment in yeah, that. Yeah. We just, we just recognize. You know, to me, one of the places in 
in Scripture where that becomes most obvious is when we look in 1 Corinthians 13 and 14, Mm -hmm. where Paul, writing to the Corinthians, is governing their use of miraculous spiritual gifts. Sure. While at the same time saying the time is going to come when nobody's going to have those anymore. Right. And so there's clearly going to be a time. I mean, he's just basically spelling out some of what I'm telling you right now is not going to apply forever for all of the world's history. There's going to come a time when some of this... Well, folks aren't going to have to worry about that. Now, I think we're in that time. I think we're in a time where God is not using the miraculous gifts. But some of the stuff he says in there about loving one another and how that's most Mm -hmm. important and about Mm -hmm. things being decent in order as we're worshiping, about trying to— The goal of edifying the church. The goal of edifying. The goal of of trying to demonstrate to the guests who are not children of God that come in that God is present with us. Mm -hmm. All of those things still apply, even though some of the particular— discussion about miraculous gifts and how those would be used in an assembly, uh, we're, we're not going to be worrying about that today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we come back now to Jesus talking to these apostles, and obviously as he's saying to them things like, you've been with me from the beginning. You and I have not been with Jesus from the beginning. Right. That doesn't change the fact, though, that he's laid down his life for us. Mm-hmm. And if he's laid down his life for us, what does that make us? Makes us friends. It makes us friends. Yeah. It makes us friends. We are some of those. And so, uh, you know, I, it is tough and we have to be careful. And it's, sometimes it's more like s- splitting things finer than frog hairs. Some of my old <laughs> Arkansas friends used to say, uh, you know, we got to be careful with that. But yeah, we're his friends. They were his friends. And Jesus is saying something about friends. Mm-hmm. And that, that's well, a powerful thing. It does apply about us, I think. Friends and saying something about servants and friends. Yeah. And so this is something else to, I guess, think through and talk about a little bit. I know that as a Christian, I'm a servant of God. I'm a servant of Christ. But I guess I'm also a friend yeah. of Christ. Yes. And how wonderful is that? Yeah. And that's that's a powerful thing. I, I, I like the way you said that. I'm a servant, but I'm also a friend. Mm-hmm. This is not either or. It's not I was a servant. Now I've become Got a friend. promoted yeah. to friends. And so that I'm no longer a servant. In fact, as we continue on, Jesus is going to come back and say to them in verse 20, remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they've kept my word, they will also keep yours. There he's back to calling them servants. That's right. And himself the master. He's like, guys, what do you think? I mean, you're my servants. If they were going to treat me the master in a certain way, how do you think they're going to treat you? Yeah. Uh, so if they persecuted me, they'll they'll persecute you. If they kept my word, they'll keep yours because you're my servant. And what foreboding words as Judas has already left tonight yeah. to enact the betrayal. Yeah. They're about to see just how bad the world's going to treat Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. As we back up here, friends and servants. So so what we have is a, a really powerful picture. And I, I, I think probably for us, it's hard for us to grasp it because we are so not accustomed to servant. Mm-hmm. and slave, because that's yeah. really what we're talking about here. Right. And so the concept of a slave who was also a friend of the master, uh, you, you know, we would think, well, you, well, if you were a friend, you weren't a slave, but that no, these are slaves who are friends. But for a master to condescend to have a friend relationship with the servant, uh, that is a unique thing. No, I, I really appreciate that. They're coming from a culture where there's much more defined castes or mm-hmm. levels. Yeah. And we're talking about a uh, a um, shattering of that paradigm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Relationally. So, and so while there is still this, I'm the servant, you're the master. So there's still supposed to be the, I respect you. I honor you. I lift you up. You are greater than I am. I also have this friend relationship and how powerful that is 
Were you gonna well, I was just going to say, and then that is something that works itself into the church, as Paul's going to teach later about the idea yeah. that there's no longer slave or free and male and female and Jew and Gentile and so forth, that we're all one in Christ. And mm. so there is that spiritual equality there, uh, even though there were social differentiations. Yeah, yeah. The difference between being a mere servant mm-hmm. and being a friend servant, Jesus actually explains when, when someone is a mere servant, the master simply tells the servant what to do. But Jesus points out that I'm no longer calling you just servants. You are friends because I am telling you what I am doing. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not just telling you to go cook the sausage. I'm telling you how the sausage gets cooked how it gets prepared. How does that metaphor say? I, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, not just, I'm, not just, I'm not just serving you the sausage. I'm showing you how the sausage is prepared, I guess. Is that how that metaphor yeah, goes? So I don't use it very often. So, yeah, the sausage gets made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, that's your metaphor. I should have let you say it. Anyway, you know, it's that idea that, I, I'm, again, the master's not just telling them what to do. See, that's the mere servant. The mere servant just gets told, you go here, you go there, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get any why. He doesn't get any, here's what I'm thinking, here's my plans, here's Mm -hmm. why I'm directing you in this. Jesus says, but I'm making you friends. You guys are my friends. Which means, of course, I I am still going to tell you what to do because you are servants. In fact, you are my friends if you do what I tell you. And that's that's kind of the interesting thing in this paragraph. But he's sharing his heart with him, isn't he? There's there's connection and intimacy here that you wouldn't just have in the master-slave relationship. Here's my plan. Here's my plan. My plan is to save you from your sins. My plan is to die for you and to be resurrected so that you can be resurrected. My plan is to lead you to the Father. This is why I'm doing all that I'm doing, and this is why I ask you to do. This is not necessarily we get every single detail of God's plan about our life or about what's going on in the world, but this is the fact that God is letting us know, here's the plan. Here's what I'm doing. So understand when I tell you to do things, it is for your good. It is for your salvation. It is for you to be conformed to the image of our of God, of Jesus. Well, and here's a master, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, who washes the feet of his servants and washes the feet of his friends and set forth that example of selfless service. As we talk about in the Lord's kingdom, it is a different economy. He gets back to, interestingly, and the, at the end of this paragraph, these things I command you so that you will love one another. We're right back to that, which we were in John chapter 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm washing your feet so that you will learn to serve one another. I'm, I'm showing you that if I am willing to serve you, you ought to serve one another. I'm telling you, here's the kind of person I am. Here's what I do. Here's what my plans are. And my whole purpose behind this, we're back to what you said the other day, the twofold thing, that your joy may be full and that you'll love one another. Right. And, you know, these, these and things demonstrates you're a disciple. Yes. I, I'm, you follow me yes. genuinely. Yes. I'm not just telling you what to do and where to go. I'm showing you so you can be with me and be what I am and become mm-hmm. more like yeah. me, which gets us back to being out of the world as he is out of the world yeah. as, as he is the one. Uh, so man, what a, what a great picture here. And I, yeah. again, I do think this applies to us today. We are friends, we are servants, but we are also friends. Oh, we're loved. We are loved. God is showing us what his plans are. Uh, you know, the problem is, is that Jesus very often told the disciples what his plans were and they just didn't understand them. <laughs> That's true. And so I think the, the bigger deal for us is not whether God is revealing to us what his will is and what his plans are. It's, it's our understanding. Can we understand it? Which yeah. gets us back to the discussions earlier in the week. What do I need to do? 
I need to be in the word. I need to be in it, studying it, learning it, memorizing it, meditating, mm-hmm. talking about it so that I understand and grow in that. So because that's be the kind of praying about it yeah. and obeying it. Because that's the kind of have a friend. That's the kind of friend we have in God, in yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He's telling us. Yeah. Well, I I think it's time for us to go ahead and wrap up today. Let's spend some of that time abiding in Jesus in prayer. Lord God, we do love you. We thank you for loving us first. Thank you so much for revealing yourself to us in the word, the incarnate word in Jesus. Thank you for revealing yourself to us in the word, the inspired word that came through your Holy Spirit, the scripture that we have. Thank you for establishing your church, this group of elect who have been called out of the world and who are striving to serve and glorify you, that we can lift each other up and encourage one another and love each other, that we can do so with joy, that we can strengthen one another to bring glory to your name. And Father, we pray that you would produce fruit in us. We love to have and long to have your Spirit's fruit, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Father, we, we want those things growing in us individually, in our congregation, and among our brothers and sisters the world over. And we know that that comes from you, and we can't have that apart from Jesus Christ. So strengthen us to abide in your Son, Jesus, and we are so thankful for him. It's through him we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. And now going to toss it over to Andrew so he can close us with a word of prayer. And we even said beforehand so that I would remember. I'm going to read. You're going to (laughs) pray. I'm telling you, it it is dangerous to stand between you and a microphone. It's absolutely dangerous. Forgive me. (laughs) It's a good prayer.